Hey, uh, welcome to the Teal Shirt Report. Most people know that, you know, I can talk about Jaguars football almost any time. But to do these podcasts, sometimes I have to get in, you know, get in a good mood or a special mood. Um, the Jags are, as we know, they're coming off that 30-16 uh, to 16 loss against the Houston Texans. The Jags now, as some people say, two up and 12 down or uh, two and 12 you know, also can be um, what is said. Two and 12, two wins and 12 losses. Jaguars have the number one draft pick. And to me, that's not the most important, the, the important thing. The important thing is winning the next game, if possible. Uh, we did take a look at uh, point spread on the Jets. The next game is the Jets up at New York. And we had posted something in our Facebook group about, my goodness, the Jets are one-point favorite over the Jaguars, and the Jets got maybe 10, 11, 12, almost 13 people out due to COVID. Well, I think the same thing happened last week to the Texans. They had players out due to COVID. And uh, everybody thought the Jaguars were going to win last week, and they did not. The Texans won last week 30-16. to 16. Play calling's been somewhat abysmal abysmal by um, Daryl Bevels, the offensive coordinator. So this week, the announcement's been made by interim, quote-unquote, interim head coach, interim, let's say, let's get that straight, interim head coach Daryl Bevels, that the quarterback coach or the quarterback consultant or the quarterback coach, if you will, Brian Schottenheimer, uh, will call the plays. Brian Schottenheimer, his dad was Marty Schottenheimer, who passed away a few years ago. Uh, his dad was a head coach in the NFL several years ago, and had taken teams in the play, into the playoffs or to the playoffs, but his dad never made it to the Super Bowl. I know in one of the old uh, NFL highlights, I remember his dad, Marty Schottenheimer, was looking to the team saying, I see a gleam. I see a gleam. But they never could quite make it to the Super Bowl. Um, kind of like the Jaguars. The Jaguars have made it to three AFC championship games. But that's kind of like ancient or uh, I guess you'd say uh, not too long ago, but uh, somewhat ancient history. I uh, haven't made the playoffs since, what was it, uh, the 2017 season playoffs in uh, January of 2018 for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Back when Brother Bortles, Brother Blake Bortles was our quarterback, Bortles has gone on to play some as a backup with the Rams, the Packers, and then Aaron Rodgers came back, and then I think he uh, was released and maybe brought back again when somebody got hurt. I guess it was um, I guess it was Aaron Rodgers had the, what was it, some type of COVID issue for a week or two. Bortles came back, and then Bortles left again. I think the last thing we saw in Brett, um, Brother Blake Bortles was he was on the practice squad with the Packers, and then he's released from the practice squad. So what can you do? We we did find out that the former Jaguars first-round pick has signed with the New Orleans Saints, and I'm assuming Bortles will be a backup uh, with the New Orleans Saints. You know, Drew Brees retired last year also. You know, the Saints have had um, injury issues with their quarterbacks, so we'll see what happens there. But Brother Bortles, former 
uh, Jacksonville Jaguars' first round pick several years ago. He was the first round pick of the Jacksonville Jaguars, what, about seven years ago. And he's with the Saints now. When we take a look at this uh, game coming up this Sunday between the Jaguars and the Jets up in New York, right now the Jets have a better record. And you're obviously going to have a battle between the two, the two highest, I guess the two highest drafted quarterbacks, right? Um, between uh, Wilson and Trevor Lawrence. Looking at an, any kind of an update, it's still a one point. Uh, it is still actually the Jets favored by one point. And I know a guy in the Facebook group came up and said, man, how can the Jets be favored? They got 10, 11, 12, 13 people out with COVID. But they are. Part of that is the home field at MetLife Stadium up in New York. You know, when a team's favored by one point and they're at home, that's also kind of saying the other team might actually be a point or two better, but the home field advantage uh, definitely comes into play as well. So you're listening to the uh, Teal Shirt Report podcast. Our Teal Shirt Report podcast brought to you by Anchor.fm. Simplest and easiest way to make a podcast. Great creation tools and Anchor's had improved enhancements uh, going on for, you know, well over the last year now. Improved enhancements, features, and great creation uh, features where you can do your podcast through Anchor. We also have some of our BigJReport.com sports reporters like, you know, Alex Nunnery and JC, one of our freelance writers, uh, freelance uh, writers at BigJReport.com is now starting to do uh, reports and they do those through messages, uh, you know, with our anchor studio that we do the podcast on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. This is episode, this is episode show number 80 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. I graduated from high school in 1980. Um Let's see, who who else wore number 80? James O'Shaughnessy is wearing number 80 now. I believe that's James O'Shaughnessy, number 80, back from an injury. Came back, what, about three weeks ago? He's playing uh, pretty decent football uh, for the Jaguars. I believe he wears number 80. Hard for me to keep up with all the numbers, but, yeah, O'Shaughnessy. You know, O'Shaughnessy, um, you know, wears number 80. Uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars, James O'Shaughnessy, number 80. I graduated in 1980. That was quite a a long time ago, right, from high school. And um, good to have all of you tuned in for for our Teal Shirt Report podcast brought to you by Anchor.fm, simplest and easiest way to make a podcast, Uh, Saucer Realty. And, of course, we do a lot of great um, college football coverage to SEC, uh, we'll be talking about the final four teams in the playoff playoffs. That's right. Who do we got in the playoffs in college football? You got Georgia going to play Michigan. And Cincinnati, kind of the Cinderella team, Cincinnati will play Alabama. Then the two winners will play. Maybe JC will have an opinion on that. I kind of think I know what his opinion will be. But uh, we got JC going to pop off here in a little while. We're going to get reports and interviews. Uh, from Alex Nunnery, our Big J Report sports reporter. Uh, JC will let us know what's going on. JC, one of our BigJReport.com freelance writers and one of our producers of the podcast as well. We're brought to you by Anchor.fm, simplest and easiest way to make a podcast. 
Also by LakeUfallahits.com, great internet radio where it's all good. And for your real estate needs, go to BigJReport.com, scroll the homepage to our 24-7 North Florida weather information, and you'll find Saucer Realty. Whether it's home, residential, business, commercial, real estate, you know, you can find homes, property, you know, for sale, or perhaps if you want to sell your home or property, uh, contact Larry Saucer uh, with Saucer Realty. That's right, Saucer Realty. Um, they're actually known as Saucer Realty and Capital. Here in the North Florida area, they're sanctioned to do real estate in Gainesville, Jacksonville, Lake City, Live Oak, and almost every area in between. So special thanks to our sponsors on our podcast, Anchor.fm, uh, Saucer Realty, uh, LakeUfallHits.com. Hey, you tuned in to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Want to remind you to make sure you listen out. And you know, sometimes I'll forget to listen to particular shows, but make sure you listen to Mad Max on Wednesday nights. It's uh, 7 to 9 Eastern Time, 6 to 8 Central Time or Alabama Time, if you will. He does a music request show Wednesday nights. It's the Mad Max Mix. Uh, that's madmaxmix.weebly.com. Or simply go to bigjreport.com and check out our many pages on the website. If you go to the Neighbors 2 page, I know there's at least uh, two links in the Neighbors 2 area. In our Outside the Box page, I know there's at least, I believe, one link and a little story about Max on Outside the Box. So check that out. The Mad Max Mix, the Music Request Show. That's a Music Request Show each Wednesday night with Mad Max. Uh, 6 to 8 Central Time, uh, 7 to 9 Georgia Time. We just wanted to give Max a little pub, a little publicity here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. So I'm going to talk about the Jets-Jaguars game in New York. I mean, it features the Jets rookie quarterback, uh, Wilson. What's his name? Zach Wilson, I believe, right? Uh, versus Trevor Lawrence. And going to be an interesting matchup. Uh, we understand that uh, Daryl Bevel, the Jags offensive coordinator, will not call the plays this week. He's going to do what he's supposed to be doing. He's going to be the interim head coach, and he's going to turn the play calling over to uh, Brian Schottenheimer, uh, Marty Schottenheimer's son, the late Marty Schottenheimer. And, uh, by the way, Brian Schottenheimer played his football at Florida under Steve Spurrier. He didn't play much. He played a little bit, but not much at all. You might have remembered him on the Florida sidelines. I think when he was in Florida, he was kind of learning how to be a coach from, you know, one of the great college football coaches of all time, Coach Steve Spurrier. So that's what we got coming up, you know, with the Jaguars. Right now the Jets are actually a one-point favorite in that game this Sunday, December the 6th, uh, December the 26th, I should say. And I hope everybody – has had a nice Christmas and a happy holiday season. We are recording this podcast on Christmas Day on Saturday, December the 25th. Man, on Christmas Day doesn't seem like a Saturday, but it is. We want to say hello to a lot of our listeners out there that tune in, uh, like comedian Miller Mark uh, from, from up in New York. I want to say hello to Zach Brown, former Jacksonville Sharks indoor football player. He won't be with the Sharks this year. 
He's actually signed as a free agent now to play for the Carolina Cobras in the um, National Arena League. And Jacksonville Iceman continue to be very, very hot. They're 11 and 8. With that, I remember when they were six and eight. So they've, um, and they've also gotten an overtime win. So they've got like six straight wins, you know, in the past um, couple of weeks now. They have been red hot on ice uh, here in the month of December uh, 2021. So the Jacksonville Ice been playing uh, some great hockey. And of course, we're going to talk about the Jaguars. Uh, JC's got something to say. And we're going to find out what JC's got to say coming up on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Also going to take a look at North Florida Entertainment. Uh, Some decent concerts uh, coming up as well. Uh, We want to also mention, you know, some of the shout-out list of the folks that tune in, like uh, uh, John Gaylor, who's in our Facebook group, Mad Max, our Georgia Bulldog football insider. And he's uh, also the guy that hosts that uh, Wednesday night music request show the Mad Max Mix, and we'll be talking more about that, too. I um, want to thank all the people that uh, tune in. Dominique uh, Parks, one of our good listeners. I think Dominique has started doing a little uh, podcast or YouTube, uh, some YouTube videos as well. George Bowen, big defensive lineman for the Southern Steam last year, and I believe he's playing for the Dunedin Pirates in some outdoor semi-pro football this year as well. Um, we are going to continue with this shout-out list. Andy Powers over in uh, Europe, in uh, Wales, uh, UK area. I know he's a big Jaguars fan over in Europe, and he, he's a he's a, a big Christmas guy, too. He loves Christmas. Andy Powers, a special hello to you. Uh, we appreciate you listening to the podcast, Andy Powers in the UK. George Bowen, again, a special hello to you. Randall Pogue. Hello, um, Jason Stifler Fennell, the governor of Apopka, Larry Cole in Apopka, Florida, Bobby I, Tony Lee, um, my uncle Buddy, my uncle Buddy Mullis, who lives up in Alabama, North Alabama, around Gadsden area now. William Curtis Kears, hello to you. I believe William lives, I believe he lives up in South Georgia. I try to keep up with everybody, but you know, we got a lot of people tuning in, and thank you very much for that. Raymond Bureau, the voice of Trinity Christian High School football. They've won back-to-back state championships, not only in AA this year, but AAA last year. want to say hello to longtime indoor football player Matt Wells. He's been a coach as well. Um, Alex Nunnery, our BigJReport.com sports reporter. Uh, hello to Alex Nunnery. And, of course, J.C. I know J.C.'s got something to say. I'm going to check in with J.C. I know he's got some opinions about the Jaguars, maybe um, – you know, a few other things as well. And we're going to talk that college football final four, you know, Alabama playing Cincinnati, Georgia playing Michigan. So we're trying to give you a little insight on that on our last episode, show number 79, episode show number 79 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. You can go back to that episode. And we basically give you most all the, the state title game results on podcast episode show number 79 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Billy Napier and the Florida Gators out there recruiting. Uh, Billy uh, Billy Napier has actually got a commitment from, um, I believe the guy's name is Jack Miller, a quarterback that was 
at Ohio State. He's leaving, coming to Florida, and I, I believe Jake, Jack Miller, I should say. Jack Miller um, is actually from Arizona. I think that's where he played his high school ball at, and Billy coached at one time in the Arizona, the state of Arizona. So he's, you know, that was before his Louisiana days as the head coach of the Raging Cajuns. So I want to say hello to everybody listening in. Danny, uh, Jack Nasser, also he's known as uh, Danny the Gator. Especially hello to Danny the Gator. Florida signed some, you know, pretty good players. Defensive back uh, Devin Moore. Um, at the last second, I think he uh, was either going to go to Notre Dame or Florida and decided to go to Florida. So we got concerts. Man, we got concerts coming up, too. Let's take a look at the concert list really quickly, and then we'll get over to JC and see what he's got to say as he'll be popping off here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Um, some good concerts uh, coming to the North Florida area. And if you have any, uh, you know, if you have any concert information or you just want to give your opinion, you can always write to us, Scott, at uh, BigJReport.com. You can also leave us messages uh, on the Anchor feed. Uh, that's the original feed of this podcast is on Anchor. And we're going to take a look at some of the shows that are coming up. Uh, Steely Dan was scheduled back in October of 2021. That show was canceled, or I should say postponed, and now is rescheduled for next year. Next year's coming up in a few days, though, right? We're almost to 2022 now as we record this podcast on December 25th of 2021. Uh, Steely Dan, again, they were uh, canceled or postponed back in October, ni- October 19, 2021 at the uh, Times Union Center. Uh, they will play the same location here in Jacksonville. Donald Fagan, Steely Dan, and the group will be at the Times Union Performing Arts Moran Center in Jacksonville, Florida, on July the 20th of 2022. Jimmy Buffett did make his show here in Jacksonville back on December the 7th, and by all accounts, I heard it was a good show. Uh, he had to postpone his show until December of this year um, due to shoulder surgery, I believe he had last year. So that show's come and gone. Jimmy Buffett was back on December the 7th at the Vice Star Veterans uh, Memorial Arena in Jacksonville, Florida. Also, guitarist Joe Bonamesa uh, played his show, as I see here, back on December the 10th at the St. Augustine Amphitheater. KC and the Sunshine Band coming up in a few days on Saturday, January 22nd of 2022 probably be a good show 7 30 p.m at the florida theater uh here in jacksonville florida uh rescheduled now and i've seen these guys twice in concert at the florida theater they they do a really good show i'm gonna say since i moved back to jacksonville a little over 10 years ago i'm gonna say alan parsons project probably put on the best show that i've seen another group night ranger and i didn't get a chance to see the entire show but i saw enough Man, Night Ranger puts on a really good show, too. And those guys, man, they all got to be in their 50s. And, man, they, they can play some mean guitar. A lot of a lot of high energy for those guys. Uh, they give you – Night Ranger gives you your money's worth. Whenever we hear them scheduled, coming back into Jacksonville or somewhere in North Florida surrounding areas, we'll let you know. Uh, KC and the Sunshine Band again on Saturday, January the 22nd of 2022 at 7.30 p.m. That's in just a few days from now, next month at the Florida Theater uh, here in Jacksonville, Florida. Again, the Alan Parsons Live Project, I recommend this show. 
That's going to be on Thursday, January the 27th of 2022 at 7.30 p.m. Also at the Florida Theater here in Jacksonville, Florida. I've seen him uh, twice at the Florida Theater. Uh, legendary singer Jose Feliciano, who did the uh, Christmas song, Feliz Navidad. He also does a great rendition of Light My Fire. I've always liked this guy. The legendary Jose Feliciano uh, will be at the Pontevedra Concert Hall in Pontevedra Beach, Florida on uh, Wednesday evening, February the 16th at 8 o'clock p.m. And, um, you know, I think I think I caught myself. Oh, I put 2021 on the website. I think I put 2021 on the website, but it's actually coming up on 20. 20- 22. So I'll have to make that change on the website today. But uh, again, just repeating and clarifying at the legendary Jose Feliciano, who did the famous Christmas song Feliz Navidad. It's probably Feliz Navidad is probably one of the top five or top 10 Christmas songs of all time. The legendary Jose Feliciano will be at the Pontevedra Concert Hall in Pontevedra Beach, Florida. This is on Wednesday evening, February 16th of 2021. I should change it to 2022 at 8 o'clock p.m. That's right. Let me repeat that. The legendary uh, Jose Feliciano will be at the Pontevedra uh, Concert Hall in uh, Pontevedra Beach, Florida on Wednesday evening, February the 16th of 2022. It will be a new year in February and in January as well. That show will be at 8 o'clock p.m. The legendary Jose Feliciano at the Pontevedra Concert Hall in Pontevedra Beach, Florida, on Wednesday evening, February the 16th, checking the year 2022. We're almost to 2022, and the show will be at 8 o'clock in the evening on February the 16th of 2022 at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Pontevedra Concert Hall in Pontevedra Beach, Florida. I've never seen a show at the Pontevedra Concert Hall in Pontevedra Beach, Florida, but they do get some good acts in there. And Jose Feliciano, that, that'd be a great guy to see in concert. Also, Elton John and the Elton John Goodbye Yellow Brick Road Farewell Tour in 2022. On April the 23rd of 2022 at the Vice Star Veterans Memorial Arena uh, here in Jacksonville, Florida. And for great internet radio, it's LakeUfallHits.com. LakeUfallHits.com where it's all good. Uh, great internet radio. They have rock Saturdays, um, hits 2000s, Monday through Friday nights, deep tracks, deep cuts late at night, and unique songs late at night, too. So they give you quite a variety throughout the day and at different parts of the day in the week. So check them out. They have rock Saturdays, too. LakeUfallHits.com, where it's all good. Great internet radio. And also, don't forget the Mad Max Mix. Uh, you can find the link to the Mad Max Mix, also our concert listing on the Neighbors 2 page at BigJReport.com. You'll find a link for the Mad Max Mix, the music request show with Mad Max on Wednesday nights, uh, 6 to 8 Central Time, 7 to 9 Eastern Time. And you're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We're going to check in with JC. I think he's going to pop off a little bit and let's see what JC's got this time around. Hey, uh, JC's got something to say. Here's our BigJReport.com freelance writer. Uh, JC's also our um, 
Teal Shirt Report podcast, one of, one of our Teal Shirt Report podcast producers. Here now is JC. JC's got something to say. JC? Hey, thank you, Scott. Once again, pump the brakes really quick. I did say earlier on podcast number 79, who I thought would make a great head football coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I still do like New England Patriots offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels to help Trevor Lawrence. But I do have one more name, if I can slip him in right quick, who I think probably would be the best overall fit for Trevor Lawrence. And this guy does need a change of scenery. He's been a uh, Super Bowl head football coach. And I believe that New Orleans Saints head football coach Sean Payton could be a great guy for Trevor Lawrence. And I'll tell you why right after this. I think that's I think that's JC. I think that's very interesting, Sean Payton. But you'd have to pry him away. You have to pry him away from the Saints. He's been there a long time. I'm sure there's a certain comfort level with Sean Payton being with the Saints and being a Super Bowl uh, winning coach with the New Orleans Saints. But he's a veteran coach. He could he could handle. Uh, I know he could handle the Jaguars in the NFL. But we'll see what happens. I got about ten names here. When when JC threw Sean Payton in there, I said. Let me write his name down. That's about 10 names I've got. We're going to talk about uh, saucer reality for just a moment as we're talking about who might be the next head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, a lot of big college football still to come. All the college football bowl games getting played. The final four of college football uh, where Alabama battles Cincinnati. Uh, Georgia plays Michigan and the two winners play. Going to talk about saucer reality. For your North Florida real estate needs, if you're thinking about moving to this beautiful area, uh, here in North Florida, and you could move, you know, from anywhere. Uh, some folks from Georgia moved down to North Florida, uh, pocket of South Alabama, Central Florida. Got a lot of Central Florida people that, you know, come up to North Florida too. But people all over the United States really, I think, love our area. So, you know, if you want to find a guy who is very, I guess you'd say, very used to our area and, and how to, how to, you know, Take care of your needs as far as real estate, whether it's home, residential, business, or commercial. Remember Larry Saucer and Saucer Realty. You can find the link to Saucer Realty, uh, you know, right there on our homepage. Scroll down to the 24-7 North Florida weather information, and you'll find the link to Saucer Realty. Also, LakeUfallahits.com, great internet radio where it's all good. Don't forget about the Mad Max Mix. That's right, the Mad Max Mix. The um, the Wednesday night musical request show with Mad Max, who's also our Georgia Bulldog football insider. Mad Max also does a musical request show on Wednesday night, 6 to 8 Central Time, 7 to 9 Eastern Time. That's the Mad Max Mix, madmaxmix.weebly.com. And it's probably even simpler to find by going to bigjreport.com, bigjreport.com. Go to the Neighbors page, the Neighbors page 2. And you'll find a couple of links for the Mad Max Mix, uh, Wednesday night musical quest show. Or you can go to Outside the Box. We've got a little article in there about Mad Max. And also a link uh, to the Mad Max Mix is uh, Wednesday night musical quest show. That's the Mad Max Mix. 
uh, you'll find links at bigjreport.com in the outside the box area and also in the on the uh, the neighbors two page or neighbors two section of the bigjreport.com let's go back to uh, jc now with more of him popping off about the, the jaguars head coaching situation let's go right back to our uh, bigjreport.com freelance writer uh, jc he's also one of our producers here on the teal shirt report podcast hey let's go back to jc jc Yes, you heard it. New Orleans Saints head football coach, Sean Payton. I like a lot. I believe he would be the number one choice for me, slightly over Josh McDaniels, New England Patriots offensive coordinator, which I like McDaniels as well. But Sean Payton will turn this thing around so fast. You see what he did to Drew Brees' career. Drew was the quarterback with the San Diego Chargers. Never really got the love in San Diego. The minute he stepped into New Orleans, he became a Super Bowl champion. That's what Coach Sean Payton can do for your Jacksonville Jaguars, especially Trevor Lawrence. I do like the Payton-Lawrence connection. I hope it happens. He would be the number one guy, New Orleans Saints head football coach, desperate need of change of scenery, I believe, would be a great fit for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes, you heard it. New Orleans Saints head football coach, Sean Payton. I like a lot. I believe he would be the number one choice for me, slightly over Josh McDaniels, New England Patriots offensive coordinator, which I like McDaniels as well. But Sean Payton will turn this thing around so fast. You see what he did to Drew Brees' career. Drew was the quarterback with the San Diego Chargers. Never really got the love in San Diego. The minute he stepped into New Orleans, he became a Super Bowl champion. That's what Coach Sean Payton can do for your Jacksonville Jaguars, especially Trevor Lawrence. I do like the Payton-Lawrence connection. I hope it happens. He would be the number one guy, New Orleans Saints head football coach, desperate need of change of scenery, I believe, would be a great fit for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, there you have it, Jacksonville Jaguar fans, on the Till Shirt Report podcast. I do have uh, two head coaches. Yes, I can't go wrong. Josh McDaniels, Sean Payton, both would be a great fit to be the head football coach of your Jacksonville Jaguars, especially moving forward with Trevor Lawrence. Hey, I do want to thank uh, Scott. I do want to thank Alex on the Till Shirt Report podcast. You know, you can always catch the latest podcast, the Till Shirt Report podcast. You can catch it at thebigjreport.com. That's bigjreport.com. Also want to give a shout out to uh, one of the biggest Georgia Bulldog fans I know, and he is your Georgia Bulldog insider, Mad Max. Check out a great show on Wednesday nights from 6 to 8 p.m. Central Time, madmaxmix.weebly.com. Thanks, guys. Yeah, it sounds like Brother JC's even got his uh, very own theme song uh, here during the Till Shirt Report podcast. 
So a couple of good names. I mean, uh, Sean Payton's a veteran coach. He knows how to handle things. Uh, you know, I think uh, really Sean kind of be lucky to be able to get a guy of uh, Sean Payton, not only, you know, his coaching prowess and what he can do with quarterbacks, but he's got the NFL experience, many, many years coaching in the NFL and for many years coaching with New Orleans. But you'd have to pry him away from the Saints. You know, they're not going to let him go easy, but maybe he does need a new challenge. Uh, there's about 10 names I got on here. I even put Keenan McCardell's name, and he's a very, very long shot. But, you know, Keenan was uh, here with the Jaguars as a wide receiver coach. Now he's with Minnesota. He was not retained uh, by Urban Meyer when Urban Meyer came in, you know, before the season started or, you know, when Urban first got the job in the offseason last year. So here are the – I think these are the ten names. Uh, Eric Bieniemy, Kansas City Offensive Coordinator, Byron Lefwich, Tampa Bay Offensive Coordinator, Josh McDaniels, who J.C.'s been talking about, the New England Offensive Coordinator. And he has done wonders uh, this year with uh, their uh, rookie quarterback, uh, you know, with New England, the kid that is from Jacksonville, Florida, that played at Alabama. And – I tell you what, he's been an amazing rookie, but, you know, he's being really coached up by Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick. And, of course, we're talking about Mac Jones. Mac Jones uh, played at the Jacksonville Bowls High School, went to Alabama. I remember my dad that, you know, my dad passed away last year. And I remember my dad said, man, he's been up at Alabama for three years and hasn't played yet. So then he finally played what in his third or fourth year at Alabama played well. That I remember not his last year at Alabama, but his next to last year at Alabama, th that Alabama was playing Michigan um, in one of the bowl games. And I saw a play and I said, man, when I saw this play, I said, Mac Jones, he can make the throws. I saw uh, Michigan, it looked like they doubled the Alabama wide receivers. And I guess he got, you know, he got, um, you know, single coverage on the tight end. And I saw Mac, Mac Jones throw the ball on a strike 20, 25 yards, you know, right up the seam vertically. And I said right then, man, that was a that was a major, major league throw, an NFL throw. And Mac Jones is not disappointed. A lot of people thought San Francisco uh, would pick him. And then San Francisco decided to pick Trey Lance in the last draft. Man, he fell right to New England, didn't he? He he fell to Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels. Might be kind of hard for Josh McDaniels to all of a sudden say, man, I'm leaving Mac Jones because, man, he's done wonders with Mac Jones. Looks like Mac Jones is going to be the real deal for a number of years to come for the New England Patriots. The thing with uh, Josh McDaniels as a possible coach for the Jaguars, yeah, it could conceivably happen. However, Behind closed doors a couple of years ago, you know, McDaniels was offered, um, Josh McDaniels was offered the Colts job. He took it, and then he changed his mind, I think, within a 24-hour, 48-hour period. I think behind closed doors, the New England Patriots brass, uh, you know, Kraft, Belichick, whoever, I think behind closed doors, they said, hey, we want you to be the the head coach when Bill retires, after Bill retires. So that's kind of what I feel is going on. But you still, you know, even when a coach retires, you still got to have a, 
an official search. But I think I think New England would like to have Josh McDaniels as their next coach, next head coach after Bill Belichick retires, whenever that is. That could be this year, next year, the year after. How long will Josh McDaniels wait on that? Uh, could he get antsy and say, I'm going to go ahead and take a, another head coaching job now? Because, you know, he coached the Denver Broncos, it seems like years and years ago, back when Tim Tebow played quarterback at Denver. Another guy, Nathaniel Hackett, the Green Bay Packer offensive coordinator, was here in Jacksonville with Doug Marone. Doug eventually fired him. You know, after um, Fournette threw some punches in the Buffalo game, that was at Buffalo, uh, Bortles got benched, and um, Nathaniel Hackett got sacked and fired. And then Nathaniel Hackett probably got a better job in the offseason. He was hired by the Green Bay Packers uh, to coach their quarterbacks and run their offense, and Nathaniel Hackett's been up at Green Bay now for, what, two years. Could he be a guy that could come back and, you know, be the head coach for the Jaguars, even though he's never been really a head coach anywhere? Dan Mullen? No. (laughs) Let's go on to the next guy. Jim Codwell? (laughs) You know, I think the thing with Dan Mullen is Dan Mullen's a good play caller. He got fired in Florida, but, man, he is so – attached to Urban Meyer because they coached together. Um, they coached together at Utah, at Bowling Green, and at Florida. Then Dan went off to be the head coach of Mississippi State. He did coach Dak Prescott at Mississippi at State. Mississippi State is where Dan Mullen coached at for about nine years. Then went to Florida, coached for almost four years in Florida before being relieved of his duties, uh, you know, just a few weeks ago. So Dan Mullen, we're going to say no to attach to Urban Meyer, but there's a job out there for Dan. I think he can still be a good college football coach. He's won some big games in his time at Florida. Beat Georgia, uh, did beat Georgia in one of the games. So um, I think Dan Mullen's back as a college football coach. Um, you know, perhaps if you know if uh, not this upcoming year, the year after. Sometimes a coach takes a year off um, when. Some college says, hey, we got a chance to get Dan Mullen. It depends on, you know, it depends on where it's going to be at, which particular college. But Dan Mullen did coach um, Dak Prescott in college at Mississippi State. Um, Again, Jim Codwell has been mentioned. He's been like a head coach for the um, Detroit Lions, coached with the Colts. He was even the head coach at Wake Forest in college a number, number of years ago. So he's got the experience. You know, I think I think Jim had a falling out in Detroit. I don't think he won enough games, but, you know, he has had some success. But everybody raves about him. They, you know, they say what a what a good guy he is, veteran coach. I also mentioned uh, Keenan McCardell. I think I was the only one that said Keenan McCardell as a possible coach for the Jaguars. He's the current Minnesota wide receivers coach. He would be. Kenny McCardell would be a super long shot. He was part of uh, Thunder and Lightning. Uh, Kenny McCardell and Jimmy Smith, the uh, really brilliant and um, uh, very successful wide receiver tandem with the Jacksonville Jaguars, Kenny McCardell and Jimmy Smith. Keenan has some coaching experience. He coached wide receivers with Maryland. I think Tom Coughlin helped get him to the Jaguars, not only the first time when he became a wide receiver, 
but the second time when he became the Jaguars receivers coach. Um, Keenan was not retained last offseason by Urban Meyer. Urban brought in his own wide receivers coach, which I don't think it's worked out. The guy that's been coaching wide receivers, he'll be gone after this season. Uh, Keenan McCardell, I think, has done a good job with the uh, Minnesota wide receivers, but he's a long shot to be a head coach. Keenan's never been a head coach, but if the if all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Shotgun said, "Hey, we're going to hire Keenan McCardell as a, the new head coach," I, I wouldn't be totally against that. A good Jaguar, he would be very happy to you know be here as a head coach, but I don't I don't think that's going to happen. Keenan McCardell to the Jaguars as a head coach. A very, uh, very long shot. Doug Peterson's walking around looking for a job. Doug Peterson, the former Philadelphia Eagles coach, got, I guess he got canned by the Eagles for some issues. He did win a Super Bowl. He's a veteran coach, former, uh, he, he was not a superstar quarterback, but he did play quarterback in the NFL. But I guess his main claim to fame is uh, he's been a quarterback coach and I believe offensive coordinator. And he was the former Philadelphia Eagles head coach. Doug Peterson's walking around wanting a job. I think he's interested in the Bears job. I think one day somebody said he's interested in the Bears job. Then the next day, no, he's interested in the Jaguars job. I think Doug Peters, Peters, I think Doug Peterson is interested in somebody hiring him as a head coach, no matter where it is. I don't know if that's a good fit or the type of situation, but he's looking for a job, whether it be with the Bears the Jaguars, or some other NFL team. Um, also, uh, Dabble, the Buffalo offensive coordinator, Brian Dabble, I believe his name is. Uh, I'm sure JC would have some, when he comes back and probably pops off in the next podcast, he may have some interesting uh, notes about Brian Dabble, who uh, has been in a has been an assistant coach at Alabama under Nick Saban. He's done wonders with uh, the quarterback, Josh Allen, at Buffalo. Um, you know, I was never really on board with him, although he had been hot in, uh, you know, helping to get to really, and I think Josh Allen's third year, really brought him out and improved him quite a bit, you know, as the quarterback. Was it uh, Brian Dabble that did it, or was it just uh, – Josh Allen at about that third year kicking in as a good quarterback with all the potential he had as being a very high draft pick in the first round uh, for the Buffalo Bills. Brian Dabble, he's never been a head coach, but he's one of the 10, the 10 guys we've got on our list. Uh, he would not be uh, – Brian Dabble was not in my top four last time. Might have been as high as fifth, but not in my top four. He's never been a head coach. But I'm sure J.C. would have something interesting to say about Dabble uh, when he pops off in the, the next uh, Teal Shirt Report podcast episode. Sean Payton is interesting to me. J.C. mentioned Sean Payton. you got to pry him away from New Orleans if he's going to come here. It's going to cost some bucks. Shotgun's got the money. Does he want to invest some money? I think with Sean Payton, you got a guy that's won the Super Bowl. Obviously, uh, he's an experienced NFL coach. He knows how to put a team together, knows how to win, knows how to work with quarterbacks. I mean, I think he'd be a home run. I think Sean Payton would be a home run. It just depends on if he's, you know, ready to leave uh, New Orleans or not. I think that's what that comes down to. 
So that's some of what's going on with who possibly could be the next Jacksonville Jaguars head coach. We gave you, what, about 10 names there, you know, and I'm sure there's a couple of names on that list that, you know, they're never going to be the head coach of the Jaguars. But 10 names to ponder, 10 names to think about. Uh, Some of the guys, uh, you know, percentage-wise, you know, like Sean Payton and even Josh McDaniels, those two guys may be the top, two of the top guys you'd want uh, because of the success factor with the quarterbacks. You know, um, talking about uh, Sean Payton with Drew Brees for many, many years. And, of course, what you're seeing Josh McDaniels, uh, you know, do with the uh, the New England uh, rookie quarterback right now. And they were talking about the kid from Jacksonville, Florida, Mac Jones. So that's kind of, you know, that's kind of what we're looking at right now. You know, as far as uh, that's 10 names we gave you. Um, I don't think anybody's going to be named the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars until the season ends. Maybe day one, day two, day three after the season ends, there'll be interviews. And, you know, there's an official, you know, you have to do an official search, bring different people in to be interviewed. So we'll see what happens, you know, in that regard. We kind of gave you our opinion on some of the guys. All 10 of those guys bring something different to the table. And all 10 of them could be successful. I really think Sean Payton would be very successful. I think Josh McDaniels would be successful if he's ready to be a head coach again because he kind of had a little bit of a debacle in Denver. That didn't last too long for him. Um, there are some guys that have never been a head coach that made them, man, they might make a great head coach. You just never know. you got to play the percentages. And – Sean Payton, out of those 10 guys, Sean Payton probably, man, he probably would be the one guy that you'd say, man, he's almost a can't-miss home run. A can't-miss, knock-it-out-of-the-park home run hire. But a lot of people thought Urban Meyer was, or not everybody. But And then I've had some people tell me, now, now, what do you mean about the national media? Well, what I mean about the national media constantly being on Urban Meyer during the season, even before he was fired, some of the national media, not all of them, but some of the national media, even before the Jaguars played a game, a regular season game with Urban Meyer as a head coach, I mean, they were talking about who his replacement was going to be. And that brings me to this point. Whoever's hired as the next head coach of the Jaguars, it won't be Daryl Bevel. Uh, won't be anybody on the staff. I think defensive coordinator Joe Cullen would be a great guy to retain because I think if Joe Cullen and the Jaguars' defense get another piece or two, they could be even better. I think Joe Cullen can improve that defense even more. Um, Marty Schottenheimer's son, Brian Schottenheimer, I'm looking forward to what he does with the play calling in the Jaguars game against the Jets this Sunday up in New York. Uh, let's see what kind of a play caller Brian Schottenheimer will be. He's been the quarterback coach, but apparently Bevels, as the interim head coach, is turning the play calling over to Brian Schottenheimer uh, this Sunday in the Jets game as the Jaguars play at the New York Jets. The uh, New York Jets are a one-point favorite in that game uh, this Sunday afternoon, December the 26th at 1 o'clock p.m. We're also going to check in with uh, – Alex Nunry for some reports from Alex. Alex, man, Alex is everywhere. He checks high school football, high school basketball. 
We've had reports, uh, Iceman reports from uh, Alan, Alex Nunnery in the past. Uh, high school soccer, high school football, high school basketball, indoor arena football, EIF football. Man, Alex is everywhere. Let's get some of the latest reports from the one and the only Alex Nunnery. Alex? We're here with the big man, Andre Myers from Jackson. A huge game-winning three-point shot to beat McMaid from Louisiana. How, how did you play tonight? Uh, I had a I had a little small first half. Second half, I just came out trying to play as a, uh, play with my teammates. That's all. This, this, did you feel that 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 was a perfect time to make that shot after being down by a little bit in the game? Yes, sir. That, that's what we work for at Jackson, man. We work to get them big shots at the end. We come to work. We come to play at the uh, end of the game, working together as a team. I'm glad my point guard passed and trust me. All right. Good luck against Fleming. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you. We're, we're here with, with, with probably one of the best forwards in the area. Big, the big man from the main street, Safari and Payne, a double-double tonight. How did you play tonight? Uh, I think I played all right. I could have been better. Could have finished more layups. Missed too many easy shots at the basket. All right. Being down at halftime. And then a big comeback. How did you play? In, how did you all play in that second half? Um, we um, I knew that we had to come out stronger because we were down to get it to like to get a lead in the third quarter. All right, what do y'all what do y'all have to work on to be a really good Fleming team? Uh, probably communication and defense. All right, good luck, man. We're here with the head coach of the Jackson Tigers, a former Tiger himself. That's Coach James Collins. How did you all play tonight, Coach? Uh, we, we didn't do everything right, but we were victorious, and, and that's important. Uh, we, we got it out of a tough, tough ball game against a really good team. That team is number one, number two in the state of Louisiana. So it was a great win for us to get a win like that on our belt. And it was a tough fought win. Had to hit a last-second shot to win it. Yes, sir. How, how do y'all prepare for a really good Fleming team tomorrow night? Uh, we do what we do and execute what we execute and control the way we play. And uh, we let things fall where they may. All right. Good luck against them, Coach. Thank you. Thank you. The Fleming Island Golden Eagles victorious again tonight. The Golden Eagles will take on the Jackson Tigers in the championship game of the Battle of the Island. <coughs> Amon Green Greenwich led the Golden Eagles with 23 points. Tigers versus Golden Eagles tomorrow night for the Battle of the Island championship game. At 8.15 at Fleming Island High School. Congrats to Fletcher's own Leger Jones on scoring his 1,000th career point last night. And a Fletcher loss, unfortunately. But ladies and gentlemen, Leger Jones, one of the best basketball players in our area.
for high school basketball. Congrats to former Florida Gator greats and current Atlanta Falcons rookie Kyle Pitts on making the Pro Bowl. One of the very first ever rookie tight ends to make the NFL Pro Bowl, ladies and gentlemen. Kyle, one of the best tight ends to ever play for the University of Florida as well. A first overall pick for the Atlanta Falcons in this past draft. Rest in peace to one of the greatest quarterbacks in Georgia history. That's Roswell quarterback, Robbie Roper. Roper, unfortunately, passed away today, ladies and gentlemen. Roper was getting looked at by many, many, many schools. Unfortunately, he passed away. He was only 17 or 18. Rest in peace to Roswell High School quarterback, Robbie Roper. Congrats to the mighty Andrew Jackson Tigers on a terrific win over McMahon from New Orleans, Louisiana tonight. The Andrew Jackson Tigers are led by head coach and former Florida State Seminole, former Jackson Tiger himself, and former NBA's Philadelphia 76ers, James Collins. The Tigers will play the Fleming Island Golden Eagles in the Fleming Island Battle of the Island championship game tomorrow night at 8.15 p.m. Congrats to one of the most underrated players ever in Jacksonville football history and Caden Morrell on receiving his first ever football scholarship offer to play at Kaiser University this week. Caden Morrell, one of the main leaders on that Trinity Christian football teams, a really good linebacker with 154 tackles this season, including 15 tackles and the state championship game for the Conquerors. Congrats to the Andrew Jackson Fighting Tigers on a terrific win to win it to win the Battle of the Island last night. Sixty-seven to fifty-one win over Fleming Island last night for the Andrew Jackson Tigers. The Tigers improved to nine and two. Congrats to Andre Myers. All-Tournament MVP of the Battle of the Island Tournament. Fred Gaines, a member of the All-Tournament team. Fred Gaines also plays football for the Andrew Jackson. Mighty Tigers. The Tigers head coach, their very own James Collins. We do want to say a very... Happy Holidays and Merry Christmas to everyone out there. We really appreciate everyone listening to us. Me and Scott and everyone really appreciate it. 
Hey, I want to thank Alex Nunry for those fine reports. Uh, you're talking about a variety of things. Uh, for the most part, high school basketball. We're very saddened to learn of that that uh, high school uh, football. I believe it was a football quarterback being highly recruited and passed away. Alex mentioned that a little bit earlier in the podcast. So that was some sad news that actually I had, had heard about a couple of days ago. And we also want to take this opportunity to to wish all of you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year upcoming uh, from all of us at the Teal Shirt Report podcast, from Alex, uh, myself, uh, uh, JC, one of our producers too, and you do hear JC's messages now as well on the uh, Teal Shirt Report podcast. I want to thank Lucas Mann, who also keeps us up to date um, with Florida Gator football recruiting. You know, I'm, I'm sure Lucas Mann will also tell us about Florida Gator basketball recruits. Want to say hello to Mad Max, our Georgia Bulldog football insider. I mean, we got you covered in North Florida, South Georgia, uh, pocket of South Alabama. We got some Central Florida listeners. We got listeners all over the map in the United States and all over the globe, man. I was taking a look at some of our international areas, um, you know, such as Northern Ireland, uh, the UK, Andy Powers, who listens to us in the UK. I hope Andy Powers had a very, very Merry Christmas as we re- as we report uh, record this podcast on Christmas Day. And um, again, Andy Powers, uh, Merry Christmas to you. Hope you had a very Merry Christmas in the uh, Newport, Wales, UK area. We got a lot of listeners in Northern Ireland. I've had some new countries show up on our stats, such as Bangladesh, uh, Brazil, and uh, even Sweden has uh, probably one of the newest countries to pop up. And, of course, we've got, you know, we're listened to all over the world and in as many as 36 states across the United States. We appreciate all of you uh, tuning in to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We keep you up to date first and foremost with the Jacksonville Jaguars, North Florida Entertainment, other area sports too, as we cover the SEC, college football. Don't want to talk too much about uh, the Gasparello Bowl, but UCF uh, beat my Florida Gators. And that was Emory Jones's last game at Florida. Understand he's going out through the portal. A lot of people were surprised he played in that. Gasparillo Bowl, which UCF won. The Central Florida Knights, UCF Knights 29, Florida Gators 17. Speaking of brother Blake Bortles, who played at UCF, he's now hooked on and signed up with the New Orleans Saints, I guess to be a backup with the Saints for now. He was drafted by the Jaguars, uh, then got picked up by the L.A. Rams after the Jaguars let him go. He's been with the Green Bay Packers a couple of different opportunities, too. And now he's with the New Orleans Saints. So, Brother Blake Bortles, good luck to you in New Orleans. I tell you, Blake Bortles, he's doing okay. Brother Bortles, he, you know, he's going to have that NFL pension coming through. That's ironclad, that NFL pension. So, Blake Bortles has played enough years. I mean, he was drafted by the Jaguars. Man, it's been like... What, about seven, eight years? About seven years since uh, Brother Bortles was drafted out of UCF in the first round, high in the first round, too. So, Brother Bortles, former Jaguars uh, quarterback and former Jaguars first-round pick as a quarterback, is now with the New Orleans Saints. 
as far as these playoff games in college football, let me take a look. I'm kind of curious about the point spreads. If we can find something on the point spreads, uh, first of all, for the Michigan-Georgia game, which you, you kind of figure is probably going to be a closer game than the Alabama-Cincinnati game. But uh, let's take a look at, um, you know, the odds on the Georgia-Michigan game. And I haven't really taken a look at these games that much yet. Here we go. December 31st, Georgia plays Michigan at the Hard Rock Cafe. And one of my sources thinks Georgia's going to win the game, cover the spread, and the total number of points will go over. Uh, we understand that Georgia is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite to get to the championship game. So right now you got Georgia coached by Kirby Smart. They're a seven-and-a-half-point favorite over Michigan. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, he's had a successful season by beating Ohio State and making it, making it right to the to the Final Four, right? So, but Michigan will be actually about a seven-and-a-half-point underdog in this game on December the 31st at 7.30 p.m. That'll be at the uh, at Hard Rock Stadium on December 31st at 7.30 p.m. Okay, so we did take a look at Michigan and Georgia. Georgia is a big favorite, you know, in this game now. Um, so let's take a look at uh, what's going on with um, Alabama and Cincinnati. Man, can you believe that Georgia is actually – and Michigan's been hot. I mean, Michigan and Alabama are probably two of the hottest teams in college football right now. I mean, Michigan laid the wood to uh, Iowa in the Big Ten championship game. They beat Iowa. What was it like? Was it 34-3? to and, and Michigan beat Ohio State pretty good uh, to get to the championship game. Um. Georgia got beat by Alabama in the SEC title game. So let's take a look at – let's see if I can find the uh, some of the latest odds on the Cincinnati-Alabama game. Here we go. This game's also going to be played on December the 31st, a little bit earlier in the day. That's at AT&T Stadium. I, I think that's in uh, – is that the stadium in uh, – Texas, I believe that's in uh, Dallas, Texas, right? AT&T Stadium. And um, it looks like this game could end up being a fairly close game. Um, AT&T Stadium is actually right near Dallas in um, Arlington. AT&T Stadium, formerly uh, uh, Cowboy Stadium, is a retractable roof stadium in Arlington, Texas. And let's see, I believe the the Hard Rock Stadium that Michigan's playing in is, I want to say, I believe that one's in Miami, right? Hard Rock Stadium's in Miami. And you got Georgia, a seven and a half point favorite in that particular game. Both games are on December the 31st. Uh, Apparently the, um, you know, the Alabama game, uh, the Alabama game's a little bit earlier in the day. Now, let me pull up the information I've got on the Alabama game. Got Georgia seven and a half point favorite right now. You know, as we record this podcast on Christmas Day, December the twenty fifth, 
Uh, these games are coming up on December 31st, just a few days from now. Uh, let's take a look at some of the latest on what's happening with Cincinnati versus Alabama. And uh, this game will be played at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas, um, you know, not that far from Dallas. And here's what we got. One of our sources is telling us that, that Alabama is a 13-and-a-half-point favorite over Cincinnati. And the Bearcats, Cincinnati Bearcats, are 13-0. and They won their conference. Um, Alabama 12 and one actually won their conference too, because they beat Georgia in the SEC championship game. Alabama's a 13 and a half point favorite, but one of my sources is saying that Alabama will win, but Cincinnati will cover thinking the game's going to be closer than what people realize. It could be a closer game than the uh, 13 and a half points that Alabama's favored by the total of this game reportedly will go over. It's interesting. Um, got some exciting football coming up on December 31st. Alabama is a 13-and-a-half-point favorite over Cincinnati at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas, not too far from Dallas. And um, in the other game at Hard Rock Stadium down in Miami, Georgia is about a 7-and-a-half-point favorite. Georgia is about a 7-and-a-half-point favorite over Michigan. Both these games are being played on December the 31st. The uh, Cincinnati-Alabama game is at 3.30 in the afternoon on, on uh, New Year's Day. And uh, then, of course, the Michigan-Georgia game will be played at night on December the 31st. So some exciting you know, college football uh, coming up. You're down to the Final Four in college football. A lot of bowl games are being played. Uh, Billy Napier now is the new coach at the University of Florida. And, um, you know, and his press conference, I think his opening presser, his opening press conference, somebody asked him who's going to be calling the plays. And Billy Napier said, I'm going to be calling the plays. And he's got that famous saying, well, what is it? Um, scared money doesn't make money. And I think that goes back to when he was coaching at Louisiana and they had a fourth and one or fourth and three, and they could have come in and kicked the field goal and taking about a 17-3 to lead at halftime. And Billy Napier said he didn't want any of that. He said, uh, scared money doesn't make money. Let's go for it. And they scored the touchdown. <laughs> so it's going to be exciting. Florida's off to a good start. Billy Napier's off to a good start in recruiting. Um, he's got two of the top defensive backs in the nation of sign with Florida. Florida got a new quarterback. What's the guy's name? Jack Miller. Um, Jack Miller actually – was playing at Ohio State, but he wasn't the starter. So um, let's take a look at Jack Miller from Ohio State. He's uh, transferring to Florida in the portal. Former Ohio State quarterback Jack Miller uh, heading to Florida, transferring to Florida. And I believe this kid is originally – I believe he's actually originally from Arizona, I believe. Still trying to get more information about, you know, Jack Miller, who, you know, obviously he was not the starter at Ohio State. So he was looking for somewhere else to play. A former four-star prospect from Scottsdale, Arizona. Miller played in six games during his two-year career with the Buckeyes. So he did play some of the Buckeyes, not much. 
He completed seven of 14 passes for 101 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions in those contests. So he's really not played a lot of college football yet. Highly touted, a four-star prospect who I think got hurt a little bit in high school and was originally a five-star but fell to a four-star. So with JC, our, you know, one of our uh, Teal Shirt Report podcast producers told me, so he's basically a five-star, but now he's known as a four-star. Kind of interesting how they decide the stars, right? Um, we will tell you that Miller, and we're talking about Jack Miller, who's on his way to Florida now. A six foot three, two hundred and fifteen pounds. Miller was third string quarterback behind starter C.J. Stroud and backup Kyle McCord for much of the season. But he's headed to Florida. He's going to see what he can do under Billy Napier in Napier's first year at the University of Florida. So that's some of the latest on college football. We keep keep you up to date with the Jaguars, North Florida Entertainment, uh, other area sports such as the SEC, you know, college football in general, and high school sports. Uh, Alex Nunry uh, gave us a lot of – he gives us a lot of reports on high school basketball, high school football, JU basketball, um, you know, Alex goes kind of in depth with, um, you know, a lot of information, does interviews too. So we appreciate the reports, uh, from Alex Nunry, one of our bigjreport.com sports reporters. Uh, he is, he is our dot sports reporter and also one of our teal shirt report podcast producers. So Alex, thank you so much for what you do. And JC is one of our teal shirt report, um, producers as well. And a bigjreport.com freelance writer as well. We appreciate you guys listening in to episode show number 80. That's right, episode show number 80. I was thinking about the guys that uh, wore number 80. I told everybody earlier that I uh, graduated high school in 1980, um, or 80 as as it's uh, known as, the class of 80, right? Uh, Kyle Brady tied in for the Jaguars, wore number 80 uh, back in the day. Back, what, in the late 90s, um, looked like around 1999, 2001. So he was with the Jaguars, late 90s, early 2000s. Um, he was out of Penn State, but played a good number of years with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Good blocking tight end and a guy that could receive the ball, too. You know, and Kyle Brady might actually... I mean, Mercedes Lewis, God love Mercedes Lewis. He's with the Jaguars a long time and one of my favorite players. But Kyle Brady might have been the most successful tight end um, in Jaguars history. Pete Mitchell was a good one in the very, very early days. Pete Mitchell, uh, Kyle Brady, Mercedes Lewis, probably three of the top tight ends in Jaguars history. And uh, James O'Shaughnessy's back playing, been back playing for about three weeks after some injuries and uh, James O'Shaughnessy also wears number 80, and uh, he's a player that's had trouble with injuries. I mean, the tight end position takes a lot of torque on the body, and you want to find a guy that can not only catch but can block too, and that is a deadly combination if you can find a tight end that can do it, do both. Um, you know, as you know, Kyle Pitts has made the Pro Bowl from the University of Florida. He's a rookie with the Atlanta Falcons, so congratulations to Kyle Pitts. Um Alex Nunnery, who reports on Florida Gator football, mentioned that a little bit earlier in our podcast, too. So thank you for being with us. I want to wish all of you a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holiday Season, 
and a happy new year coming up too from the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Thank you for listening to episode show. This has been episode show number 80 of season number two. Thank you guys for tuning in. And, uh, you know, of course, we'll be back again in a few minutes or a few hours, depending on when you uh, tune in to our podcast. But this has been episode show number 80, season number two of the Teal Shirt Report podcast, uh, brought to you by Anchor.fm, simplest and easiest way to make a podcast, Saucerility, Saucerility in Capital, uh, for your real estate needs um, uh, here in North Florida, uh, whether it's Jacksonville, Gainesville, Live Oak, Lake City, or somewhere in between, uh, Larry Saucer and the folks at Saucer Realty can handle your real estate needs. Great internet radio, LakeUfallahits.com. Great internet radio where it's all good. Don't forget to catch the Mad Max Mix uh, Wednesday nights. That's Wednesday nights at uh, MadMaxMix.Weebly.com. Also, a simple way to listen to uh, Mad Max's Wednesday night music request show. It's simple to go to BigJReport.com, and you can find the link for Mad Max's show, the Mad Max Mix, in the Neighbors 2 area of our website. Or uh, you can also go to another page. We've got Outside the Box. There's a nice article written about Mad Max, and there's a link also. I think right uh, below the article or right near the article in the outside the box section of the bigjreport.com. Thank you for listening. Again, a special thank you to our sponsors who sponsor us here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast, Anchor.fm, Saucerility, LakeUfallahits.com, Great Internet Radio, and a special thank you to Mad Max who does the – you know, he does that uh, Wednesday night, that Wednesday night musical quest show on Wednesday night, 7 to 9 uh, Eastern Time, 6 to 8 Central Time. That's Mad Max Mix, the Mad Max Mix. MadMaxMix.Weebly.com. Just go to BigJReport.com to our website in the Neighbors 2 area or outside the box, and you'll find links for Mad Max's show on Wednesday nights. And Mad Max is also our Georgia Bulldog football insider. We got Alex Nunry and Lucas Mann that cover Florida Gator football, Florida Gator recruiting. You know, I, uh, I'm i a guy that covers Florida Gator football, too. I, I basically have a lifetime of Florida Gator football since I was probably six, seven, eight years old. And then J.C., our other Teal Shirt Report, um, podcast producer J.C. follows and uh, is an expert on Alabama football and the SEC Western Division. So we got you covered uh, here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Hope you guys had a, a great Christmas, and we look forward to having you listen and tune in um, each, to each one of our podcasts as we get ready to close out this year of 2021 and move into 2022. Thank you for listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. You guys have a great holiday season. We'll talk to you real soon. My name is Scott, your host for the Teal Shirt Report podcast. I'm out. Hey, have a great day. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year from the Teal Shirt Report podcast.